Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Buddy! Hey, how you doing? I'm good, brother. I had... I got a story for you. Okay. My life is insane. My life is, and I am a, oh man, my life is crazy. No, my life is literally like just <laughs> ridiculous. Like I know people say all the time, but my life is just so weird sometimes. So let me tell you this. So obviously I haven't picked up my camera, you know, as a journalist, as a paparazzi, but I'm a street journalist. That's what I call myself. I, uh, I haven't picked my camera up since February because you can't run around and like chase people with a camera. You can't do that stuff. But, you know, I've been getting the itch so bad, and unfortunately, there's been no celebrities in New York. So I get a tip this past week that a celebrity who I like, I'm a fan of, is in town. Um, it's this guy, Henry Cejudo. He's the the Triple C. He's the one of the best UFC fighters of all time. He recently retired. He's a, He won two different belts in the UFC. He was a gold medalist in the Olympics. So I get this tip that he's in town. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, let's – I got to – this is crazy. I got to find this guy. Yeah, because so I, I guess, would say historically UFC and like these fighters are kind of your your bread and butter, right? Like a lot of dude. your videos that you've done with Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor, like they blow up online and everyone I, talks about them, right? So, I do very well with that that niche, you know, like just because a I I feel like I'm very good with them, and you know, hey, listen, I'll be the first one to say. I remember the first when I first started TMZ, they didn't want me to go for those guys, and I was the one going for them. They didn't want me to go for Dana White, and I went for Dana White, and was starting to get Dana White on on TMZ. I mean, I was the one who's really starting to get those guys going, and I feel I stand behind that. I was the one who brought. So them. you're really the success behind Dana White. One thousand percent. Come on, buddy. I'm sitting here shirtless for no reason because I created Dana White. But, uh, you know, again, I love these fighters. I'm a fan. So I find out this guy's in town. I'm like, OK, I got to find him. So, again, I have a lot of contacts in New York and I see that he's at this restaurant in New York City. I race over to this restaurant in New York City. I'm waiting outside for the restaurant. I'm waiting outside this restaurant for like two hours waiting for him to come out. I don't know if I missed him. I don't know if I got him. Then I see another thing that my buddies, uh, I one of the, somebody who I know, a cop I know, says, hey, I just saw him walking around uh, Rockefeller Center. So then I'm riding my bike around Rockefeller Center trying to find this guy and stuff. And it took me like two and a half days, and I still haven't run, ran into this guy. I haven't found him. Finally, I'm like, you know what? I realized a buddy of mine knows him and works with him as a sponsor. Why don't I just call him and have him set up the interview? And I did that. I called my buddy Chris, who works with a brand called Smart Cups, and he sponsors Henry. I said, listen, is he around for an interview? My buddy Chris reached out to Henry, and Henry's like, yeah, I'll meet up with him and do a quick interview. So I meet up with him. He was with his girlfriend in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I meet up with him for an interview, and he's the coolest dude ever. I mean, you know, this is great. There's no publicist. This is him and his girlfriend just enjoying New York City. They're here because some rich guy flew him out to kind of enjoy New York City, experience the city, invite him, uh, fly, flew him out on a private jet to go see his, his, go to a party in the Hamptons, you know, just that good rich person life. So I do this 10-minute interview with him, and f- so I get the interview done, and he's like, so where are you going now? I was like, oh, I'm going to go into New York City. It's where I live. And he's like, oh. And he's like, yeah, I might go there in a few hours. And uh, he goes, I'm going to check out the city. 
So Dax, I'm like, all right, here's my perfect thing. I'm like, you know, here's my way in. I'm like, hey, well, if you want, I'm going to the city now. I'll give you a ride. He goes, would you mind? I go, yeah, absolutely. So he's all right, sounds good. Let me just change real quick. So he runs into his place where he's staying in, in, in Jersey, in Hoboken. He changes. He comes out with his girlfriend. And I bring them to like the West Village. I bring them to Soho. I give them like a tour of Manhattan, you know, of like awesome. Tribeca. Like this really, I'm a really good tour guide, dude. I, I, I really do specialize. have the most bizarre life. Like the, the amount of stories that you have about celebs that are very similar to this is unreal. Every time oh, I was like, dude. oh, so-and-so came to town and I just happened to hang out with him. I'm like, really? Like Oprah's just hanging out and you took her in her car? <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. Trust me, I'm the first one, and it's like it's just funny when you put yourself in these situations. What happens? And you have to understand, I'm a fan of this guy. Two days before, I was waiting outside a restaurant for this guy to come out. Two days later, I'm driving him around New York City. I call, so I give him this whole great tour. We go watch the Square Park. I'm taking these great photos of him for him and his girlfriend for the gram. And then I call my buddy Dom, who owns Prince Street Pizza. I go, Dom, listen, I got Henry Cejudo, the triple champ. I was like, get some pies ready, you know, get some cold water for us. I set up a table for us, and he goes, absolutely. We pull up the Prince Street Pizza. We park right in front. There's a table outside. We got pizza ready. Like it's just they're taking photos of him, putting him on the wall of the restaurant restaurant he's loving it like we're just treating him like king and here's now this is when it gets crazy he's like dude he's like man no one make this shit great and this and this is when it gets a little weird uh it doesn't get weird it gets very even cooler for me i didn't should i even uh, fuck it i'm gonna say it i uh <laughs> he goes um he goes man i'd love to you know smoke a joint right now that'd be great and uh, i'd love to be high i'm like oh well you want weed i i'll get you weed and uh I'm like, I don't have an army. Would just come to my apartment. He's like, all right. So I bring Henry Cejudo to your apartment, back to my apartment. We bring him back to my apartment. We get super high. Like I whipped out like this again. I I whipped out this stuff I haven't smoked before. It was like the first time I smoked it. And I got even higher than I wanted to be. So also me and him are in my apartment. We get high. The doorman of my building was like, yo, what the fuck? Like he's a no. My doorman doesn't know what I do or who I am. And he sees me walk in with Henry Cejudo. He's like, what the fuck? Who is this kid? Because I usually come out of my apartment building dressed like I'm selling Molly. You know, like I'm backwards hat, <laughs> gym shorts. I look like I've been dealing Percocets or I just snuck into Lollapalooza, you know? That's the way I dress every single day. So I walk I in with Henry Cejudo. I wish you see him talking right now, too. <laughs> shirtless with his hair just everywhere, like full oh. quarantine hair going crazy. It's so it's making this story so much better right now. So me and him get super high. And then it's like, I've been spending like five hours with this guy already. And we hit it off. We had a great time. And then we just went for a walk in Central Park. So he's stoned out of his mind. And so am I. We're just walking around Central Park. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just like trip. I'm like third wheeling with this guy and his girlfriend. I was like, Henry, why don't you just go hang out with your girlfriend? I'm sorry, dude. I've been probably just like taking up way too much of your time. So we took like an awesome photo in the middle of Central Park. It's on my gram. You can check it out. And then I just let him be. And it's just like a crazy, weird day of me hanging out with one of the best UFC fighters ever. And again, I it's just fun. my it's just it's 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 interesting you know like dude you got some weird stories to tell and (laughs) the good thing is now that you've got the podcast we we have a platform for you to tell these amazing stories i know i know it's so funny his his bag of stories is much deeper than this oh things that i would love to talk about but i know that he would kill me if i brought them up on the podcast so we'll wait eventually they'll come out well the best part is i get the video i have the interview so now i have to place the interview and one company like undercharged me. They offered me very little money for the video, and they wanted to buy. I was like, "No, I pass." 
and uh, it was a company that buys videos. And I was like, no. And instead, I just took the video and I got some other great op- offers. And the w- video did insanely well and went, you know, USA Today and the blast picked it up and did very well. He was happy there. Everyone was happy. So it was a fucking win-win. So it was awesome. Dude, it was just, it was just a really crazy 36 hours. And then with everything that went on with the podcast, it was crazy. So that was the Adam Glenn story time of the day. Sorry guys. I just had to get that (laughs) in my system. If you're bored by that. Sorry. I just had a Mark long fell asleep waiting for us. I (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get to Mark long, we have the easiest contest out there. Dax. Isn't it? It's the easiest contest. All you got to do, go to our iTunes page, leave a comment, leave some stars. You can do the same thing on Stitcher. Um, once we we will read one of our favorite comments that we got in the last couple days on the podcast, that person walks away with a free celebrity autograph thanks to our, our friends over at Autograph City and Primetime Signatures. Um, they hooked us up with just a stash of amazing, amazing uh, signatures. So we will hand out one of those to you guys. I am pulling up our little review page right here. And I'm going to pick one. All right, let's do. I like this one. All right, this one is from Nikki0715. Uh, she said, I'm, I'm guessing it's a she, Nikki. My new favorite podcast. I'm disappointed that I am all caught up now, but I'm looking forward to every episode you bring. Thanks, guys. That's impressive. Listening to every single podcast. That's a lot of work. You got a lot of time, Nikki, but I appreciate it. Nikki, you are, uh, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you leaving a review because of that. You are now in the contest. My name is literally in a hat right now. I have a bunch of autographs there. I mean, we've given out Matt Damon, Johnny, uh, uh, Matt Damon to John Travolta, uh, like a bunch of Paris Hilton, McCarthy, it's just a bunch of fun people. ones. So we have some random people. We have some huge names. So right now my name's in a hat, and she gets <laughs> Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, That's I hope the you like the movie Major the League, right? He's the one who does like the insurance commercials. But I remember this is major. It's from the movie Major League. He was the guy who had like the voodoo dolls from Major League. He's been in fun everything, at, and he's got the most movie. recognizable voice on television. That's yeah, cool. I like Dennis they, Haysbert. That's a good one. Yeah. Nikki, DM me, send me a message on any social media, and I will send you an autograph. And guys, make sure to leave a review. Easiest contest out there. Our guest today, Mark right. Long. I love Mark Long. Let's get to him. So, obviously, he's an actor. He's a host. He's an entrepreneur. And someone we can say was one of the first reality stars in our lives. Really just OG when it comes to reality, right? Um, you've seen him on MTV Rules. You've seen him on The Challenge. Mark Long is joining us on the podcast. So, Mark, I got to be honest with you, man. You, in my opinion, were one of the first reality stars. I was like, man, this guy is the dude. Like, he is the man. Uh, You know, obviously, I first saw you on Road Rules, and the show itself was awesome. Love the show. What year was that? That was 95, way back when. Why why did that show end? You know, because MTV kind of did weird stuff with the real world, but why did Road Rules, that series So end? I always get that question, and they're always like, when did they bring it back, Road Rules? And I finally got to the root of that answer. So now I'm, um, you know, I can answer it confidently because I've spoken with not only the production company, but with MTV. So the reason why Road Rules ended was they have such a huge Road Rules audience with the challenge that it basically, Road Rules is such a difficult show to shoot. It was a traveling show. It was reaching out and 
we were on the road every day and it was kind of like, you know, cannonball run back in the days of just loading up the production trucks and trying to make deadlines and, and sending tapes back and forth from different areas. So they have found that, that by having the challenge and still having that kind of, you know, real world esque feel, but also doing those challenges daily and now adding in the voting and the, the eliminations, it's kind of taken that audience that they had from road rules and brought it over to a more confined production. So it's not, you know, they now travel, you know, to do the final for the challenge, they leave and they go to a different destination, but it's not that constant going from city to city, especially they started bringing road rules internationally as well. So especially now with what's going on, I mean, they could, I could see them never, ever thinking of bringing a road rule type concept back in the near future just because of what's going on. But it definitely has that same audience and everyone always still everyone always asks me probably once a month, when are they doing road rules again? That was so cool. And I'm like, it's not going to happen. I apologize, but it's not going to happen. And back then it was, you know, we had so many like behind the scenes stories on, on the original road rules. I mean. We were in New Orleans during the first season and someone actually stole like a week's of our footage of oh. tapes out of the one of the production vans. And they had to like put out a search to see and they ended up paying this person off to get our tapes back. It was like it was a real it, that was the story behind the story back then. It was so like like, you know, gun smoke in the Wild West back then. It was just crazy. And, you know, we never had, you know, the type of insurance that you would need now and, and type of like health and and personality checks and psych techs that we have to take now it was it was truly the wild west of reality television thinking back to that like i like listen one of my favorite people in this world is kit hoover like i love her so much working with her over at access i love her you guys hit it off do you guys still keep in touch yeah she was just out here um in january so i went on access hollywood we did a big road rules reunion and they had a bunch of old footage and Mario and and then we're getting a laugh out of it. But I've said to this day, Kit Hoover is my spirit animal. And she is she has been my soulmate because it's funny. She came in the day before and she's like, hey, if you're free, come, you know, let's do dinner. And Kit, I don't know if you, you guys probably have this person in your life, but you have someone in your life that you could not see them for three years. And as soon as you sit down, it's not, not missing a beat and the conversation just flows. And it's just literally... You know, we were we were America's first showmance, man. And it was uh, it was to this day, people like, I wish you guys got together and were married. And I'm like, well, you know, we're still super close. Um, She has a family. She's kicking ass right now on on access, doing three different shows, I think, a day, which is crazy. But, you know, there's still I think there's still a chance for us to do something later in our lives. And, you know, she's she's one of my favorite people. People still love when we post pictures together. I posted some pics when she was here and people lost their minds. Like it just, you want to know why I think it's because when we did road rules, no one's ever come up to me and been like, oh, I remember watching you on road rules. It was such a horrible time in my life. The world was crazy. It was always the opposite. It was like, that was such a fun time in my life. So every time they see us, it brings them back to like that original 90210 days where you heard the entrance music and you ran into the fucking living room and sat and watched it like, I still love that kind of that feeling and nostalgia. So seeing her is awesome. And she's one of my favorites too. Adam, have you met Kit? I've seen Kit. I've seen her walk around like, cause I'm based in New York. So I've seen Kit like walking around NBC, super small. She, she's teeny tiny, <laughs> but I'm telling you, like I've met a lot of people in Hollywood. She is by far like the nicest person I, I have ever like had to work with, especially being an on-camera person. 
that a lot of these on-camera people get like attitudes and they don't want to like be kind to people. She is genuinely nice to every single person uh, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. She's wonderful. Mark, did you guys date after the show? Like what happened? I know that's like 20 years ago, obviously. Yeah. But. No, we, well, we dated for a while after the show. And, and a lot of people don't know this. When we finished Road Rules, it was right when MTV Sports with Dan Cortez was coming off the air. So they had her and I come in and do a sports travel VHS series for them. It wasn't even <laughs> DVD at that time. So we did a sports travel series for them called Trippin' the Americas with Mark and Kit. So we went we went all over internationally, and that's when we became even closer because it was just her and I were the talent with the small production crew. But we were in Costa Rica and, and Telluride and up up in Canada and, and um, Whistler doing crazy stuff. They had, you know, huge, like, fake Beavis and Butthead guys snow skiing down the mountain with us. It was just fucking crazy, but – <laughs> it was a it was a really good time and and we did date for a while. It's just she was East Coast and I was West Coast and she was in New York for a while and I was in L.A. and you know if things were different, you know I think something could have happened, but um you never. I'm just glad that we're still so close as friends. And like I said, anytime I get to see her and spend time with her, it's like a minute has not passed. So we, we just pick it up right away. Do you, when you guys did road rules, so you had everyone living in the Winnebago in the Winnie. I guess what you call it. But did you have a camera guy in the – so you had basically another person living in the Winnebago just holding a camera. It was a one-person or a two-person crew? So we that? had the cast, obviously, which was five of us back then. Um, and then we had a sound guy, a shooter, and then a producer, a story producer, sitting in the like the back of the Winnebago. They were like hunkered down the back to try to like not get on camera. But yeah, we always had at least eight people in the Winnebago and – Granted, this wasn't one of those stretch Winnebagos either. It was the mini Winnie. So it was uh, <laughs> it wasn't like it slept five people well. That's why it was such a treat when we would like win a hotel room or go to a place where we could sneak in somewhere and sleep or or a hostel because sleeping in the Winnebago was was nasty. I mean, you can imagine just five, you know, twenty somethings that, you know, I, I remember the only thing they gave us was Taco Bell coupons and power bar or yeah, power bars back at the time. So it was a, that sounds awesome. What are you talking about? Right, It was a plethora (laughs) of Taco Bell every day and power bars when they first came out. And it just, it did not mix well in the Winnebago with five people sweating and, and doing their thing. But uh, it was a fun time, man. It was awesome. That, that was the brilliance of MTV. Make it uncomfortable so people will be at each other's throat and ready right. to go. It's, it's great. Do you, do you keep in touch with anyone else from that season? You know what? I haven't. And it's not because I, I have any ill will toward them. It's just once we left, her and I started doing a lot of things together, even outside of MTV. So it wasn't like I, I, I intentionally did not reach out, but you know, a day goes by, then a week, then a month, and then you just lose contact with them. And, you know, it, it's hard enough now me trying to find some people for what I'm working on, but back like having like a Carlos or an Allison or Shelly, um, I have not even spoken to them really. I think I've spoken to Carlos a few times, but Allison and Shelly, I haven't seen or, or talked to in probably 20 years. Wow. And it's not because I, I don't want to, it's just, I've lost touch. So if you're in L or if it, I think if you're in New York and you see Allison, look for the Kermit, the frog tattoo that she got, which is probably one of the <laughs> yeah. biggest mistakes of her life with a stethoscope <laughs> and have her call me. I told her, this, I told her that day, you will regret this. For the next 20 years, so hopefully she's doing well. And then Shelly, who knows? 
Shelly Spotted Horse, I still say the greatest last name ever. I love it. Um, I, I wish I was could spend more time with her. She was super cool. She was like the the brooding kind of rocker girl. Um, but yeah, I hope they're all doing great, man. You, what was your favorite thing you did on the show? Because you were always, I, I dude. Because I, that's this is the crazy part is I remember the show so clearly. I remember you guys went to the circus and you're the only one who could go on the unicycle and was doing it well. What was your favorite thing or favorite challenge you did on that show? You know what was crazy? And it's so funny you remember that, that I did the unicycle. That, that's big props to you. You're a true fan right there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, kind of sore. Right. So one of the things that they couldn't do today that I got to do back then, which I thought was just the best thing ever, was we went to the Rockford, uh, Illinois Speedway or Rockford, Indiana, I think it was. And we did this demolition derby. But when we got there, I kept asking the people, hey, I'd, I'd love to drive in a race. I'd love to drive in a race. And it wasn't scheduled. So finally, this guy was like, hey, if you want to race my car, you can race my car tonight. And I looked at production. I'm like, thumbs up, thumbs down. They're like, yeah, let's let's do it. So that wasn't even scheduled. But I got to actually drive a funny car in an actual race. And that wasn't scheduled. And during the race, what, I started last. So during the race, the guy that was in front of me was having car trouble. So it looked like I passed him and was beating him. And they're like, oh, my God, Mark passed the car. But it was only because he was having engine trouble, not because I was an excellent driver. But that was cool because it was freaking scary. And I had no type of prep for that or no type of training. It was just like get in and don't crash it. So that was one of the cooler things. Um I had that skydiving story, which is crazy, where my chute didn't pull. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot, forgot about, about that. Yeah. 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 So that's all. I still get asked that to this day. And, oh, I saw that skydiving episode. I could never go skydiving. Um, and that was crazy because I, I guess, I don't know, when you're on camera like that doing this crazy things, you don't think anything is going to go wrong because, hey, we're filming a TV show. What's going to go wrong? But when that happened, I remember going to sleep that night, just kind of really shook up thinking, wow, this was a, this could have been a bad, bad outcome. Um but again, it was just uh, I think a lot of things today, especially reality, like the, um, you know, the challenge that's on today. There's so many more, you know, insurance things you have to pass or checks and balances where back then it's like, oh, you guys want to go up to, you know, um, stand on top of the president's heads at Mount Rushmore. OK, we'll try to hook that up. And we did it. So it was like it was all that kind of cool stuff that wasn't truly planned that we got to do that I thought was so great, man. Even going and being in the circus and then going on the Today Show the next day, that was that was just insane. How did how did you end up, how did you wind up on the show, by the way? Because I, weren't you supposed to be Puck's replacement on like yeah, uh, so the real world? I actually auditioned for real world Los Angeles. Because I remember, I used to run home and watch the first real world in my parents' living room, me and my brother, and I just thought this was the coolest thing. And Back then, you know, you didn't have Skype or Zoom. So I actually had to write a letter and send in a little video, like a videotape that I videoed. And, you know, I was going through broadcast journalism at the time at Flor University of Florida. So I actually did a pretty cool video. I mean, it was, I was like, at least it'll get noticed. At least they'll think it's cool. So I had all this crazy shit on the video. And so I went through that process and I, I applied for Real World Los Angeles. And I actually made it down to the final 12. And then they picked Aaron. Remember the blonde Aaron who was an accountant? Yeah. They picked him because they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I, I, you know, I'm going to broadcast journalism. I'd like love to get into TV somehow. And they just thought that that being an accountant was more real than trying to be on TV and blonde. Because I was a blonde surfer. He was a blonde surfer. I was from Florida. He was from Cali. So I think they just went there. But I, I think I made a really good impression so that when the puck replacement came up and they flew me out to San Francisco, I kind of came into like – 
I almost feel like that was a blessing that they didn't pick me because it was only like a few more weeks left and I really didn't vibe well with that cast. It was a very, uh, I don't know. They just already had such a, uh, an envision of, of a bad taste of what Puck is. Cause I remember even the guys were like, well, Puck was a guy, let's just go with a girl. I'm like, well, that leaves me kind of in the dark. So when I left there and didn't get it, I still felt like I, I had a relationship with them now. So when I got the call to do the road rules pilot, um, it was a blessing. So I went out and shot the pilot and it wasn't even supposed to be me on the show. I did the pilot with four other people that weren't on the actual show. So when that show got picked up, they said, Hey, we have good news. The show got picked up. And I was like, great. And they're like, but we're not going to bring back the cast. But if we bring you back, you can't tell the cast that you did the pilot. We want you to act like, you know, you're doing this for the first time. I said, Hey, that's no problem. I literally was going out. <laughs> by the way, that that's day awesome. when I got that call, this is a true story that day, I, I had a list of restaurants in L.A. to go get a waiter job. I was literally going out to find a job when they called me. And that's a I swear on that story. And uh, John Murray and Mary Else Beatham called me and said, do you want to do this show? And I was like, hell yeah. And I wadded up that fucking waiter list and I threw it in the trash. And I was like, all right. So that was kind of. So when I was in about three weeks, they said, okay, you can tell the cast who did the pilot. So I told them. And now, like, oh. how was it like one or two episodes for a pilot? Or did you like literally film a full season? Nope. We did a full episode. So we did, I remember we, we got clues that led us to Long Beach, California. And then we had to take the boat over to Catalina Island. And my last name was Long. And one of the other girls on the pilot's last name was Beach. So they said, by combining two of your last names, you're going to go to a city that take a bus. So I was like, Long Beach. So we did that. And then we went over there and we worked at an Arabian horse farm over there. And I got to like, milk goats which i didn't think you could do but i guess you could milk goats um and then we went to like do stand-up comedy at one of the comedy stores over there uh we slept out in tents i actually started a little showmance uh with two of the other girls during that that little pilot so i felt like they were like hey at least this guy knows how to make some good tv because i was like i'm gonna do anything to fucking get on this show so i like the girls fighting it was kind of fun so um and, it, and so when it got picked up i was I was blessed. And to this day, the people from the pilot are like, who did you sleep with to get the job? You probably, you know, who'd you pay off? And I'm like, give me a break. I'm like, it was just pure luck, baby. So it was fun. So how did your life change? Because Road Rules, first of all, MTV during that time was incredible. I mean, the shows, the content, the programs were amazing. You came on as one of the first reality TV shows, and you're an extremely likable person. You know, I don't want to say the character because it was you, but you, everyone kind of liked you. They had fun with you. Obviously, the relationship with you and Kit, people just were uh, really into you guys. How did your life change after you did Road Rules and all those shows? Did you become a huge star? Or, I mean, based on what people... I, I don't necessarily know if I, I became a huge star, but what I did become was hugely recognizable because... Not only so, my show Road Rules they aired it and then they re-aired it. And when they were re-airing it for that year, they were deciding whether to do another season. So my Road Rules, my first Road Rules, I think was on air multiple times a week for about a year and a half, so eighteen months. So it was on three, four times a week, which they don't do now. They they air it and then they don't really. You can go online and watch the repeat. But back then, they would do re-airings of it three or four times a week. So I remember just getting invited to such crazy stuff that. I never would have gotten, you know, if I hadn't done the show, like, like just cool premieres. And I remember going to like um, the Clueless premiere that was on the Malibu. They did it on the Malibu beach. And it was the first time I met Chris Hardwick and Jenny McCarthy and like 
all the people from the cast were there and like uh, Lisa Silverstone. And I was like, this is so fucking crazy. I'm like, I'm on this beach and like, I used to watch all this stuff and like, I'm a true fan to this day. Like if I see someone famous I, and I'm, I love that I flip out. Like I saw Brad Pitt pull up to me next on a motorcycle and I, and I almost lost my shit, dude. I was like, <laughs> hey, I have the same story. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still as big of a fan as any, uh, you know, um, I've gotten really close to some of the Jersey Shore peeps, like me and Dina from Jersey Shore do a big charity down in Florida, but I still watch her and like, you know, we, we chat here once in a while, but like, I'm just a reality fan. So I would say I got invited to some of the most different, cool things. I got to go to the Playboy Mansion, which is a, any guy's dream growing up. I probably sure. went there a dozen times. Um, just wild stories, but just the movie awards, the, the video awards, like all that kind of stuff. But then... You know, I did, then I started getting into the hosting world and it definitely helped me because people, I guess, when they saw me come and audition, if they had watched the show, they knew my personality. So they knew at least who I was kind of. I wasn't just a face walking in the room. So I think that helped me a lot. And my favorite job ever that I got in L.A. was for Fox Reality. It was called Reality Remix. I shot it with Kennedy. We did it for about two years but it was kind of like entertainment tonight, but for all reality shows. And she was the in-studio host and I was in the field. So I traveled all over the country doing all the castings. Um, I went and covered Survivor China. So they had us, I remember being in like a small tent in China with like a wooden bathtub, trying to like clean myself after shooting all day. It was like the wild stories that I have. I should write a book someday because I've definitely had some crazy, crazy stories, but I just think the opportunities was the best thing for me coming out of That's there. That's amazing. So, so now you're recognizable. Now, you know, people know your name and the challenge comes around. MTV starts up this new series where they're, they're, you know, putting road rules, real world people in, having them do all this challenge, you know, all these competitions. Did you get on, did you do that show? Did you say yes to it for money or because you wanted to? Oh, uh, when I, when I heard the concept of that show, because Road Rules was such a better show for me than Real World because I just I grew up just, you know, climbing trees and building forts and doing, you know, every type of, you know, jumping off bridges into lakes in my hometown. So, like, I'm more of an action guy than than sit in the jacuzzi and get drunk guy. I mean, I can pull that out, out of my bag as well if needed, but I'm just more of like a, a kind of an adventurous. So when they said what it was, I was like, absolutely, this is this could be more perfect for me. And um it was great. I mean, that first that first true real world versus road rules challenge, you know, the winner got the big tour bus and the loser got to go around in that shitty Winnebago. Like <laughs> that was great TV. And I think people got a great taste of that. Um, but I love that concept. I love it to this day. Um, I uh, I've done something lately that has not been out yet that will be coming out that I can't mention, but it's challenge related um mm. but i'm i'm sworn to secrecy so we shot it in january um no don't worry we won't tell anyone just go ahead let us know what it is we'll keep nope, it to ourselves just... you will be seeing it you will be seeing what i did on mtv probably in the next few months so cool but, All yeah, right. yeah um dust it off the cleats a little bit as they say but um <laughs> i'll give you guys details i'll, I'll tweet you later <laughs> what, sounds what good so who who are your best friends from the MTV reality stuff, reality show stuff? Who are the ones you're closest with? Well, obviously Kit. Kit and I are still super close. Um, I was texting her yesterday. She was in 
her friends from high school and college were throwing her her 50th birthday party, by the oh way. Oh, God. She looks like 32. I know. So it's not until the end of the month, but this is just the only time she could go there. So I'm super close with her. Um, I had bananas out for his birthday about a week and a half love ago. love bananas. I love him. We had him on the podcast. He's yeah. great. So he was out here about a week and a half ago. We went to this uh, like crazy custom burger place, and then I bought him in the back of my brother's dock at like 11 o'clock and took him out in the pitch black in a alligator-infested lake, as I told him. So we went out on a jet ski, and he was on the back, and he couldn't have been more scared. It was so funny. <laughs> it was great. And he's like, wait, there's alligators in here? I'm like, absolutely. The reality is there probably are, but they're just – I've never seen any. So I just – I made it seem like it was scarier. But super close with Johnny. I speak with Derek, little Derek, a lot. Um, yeah. But in terms of girls, um, I'm trying to think in terms who would be a good buddy girl-wise. Um I don't know. I keep in contact with a lot of them. It's just, I'd say Johnny's probably the most. Um, I, I sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll call up Kenny in New York and, and chat with him. And, I'm about to go. I'm about to go work out with Kenny in a few hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, tell him I said hello. But I will but, definitely but will. Kenny, are you going out? You're doing the outside training with him. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing outside training with him. Okay, good. Yeah, but he's he's always been one that um, you know, I could identify with, and he was a a great cast member. He's a fucking workhorse, man. I mean, that guy. He's the only guy I know that yeah, you could say, hey, there's a marathon in two days. Can you run it? And he'd say, yeah. And he'd actually be able to run it and complete That's, it with he, zero training. He is a cardio machine. Um, but yeah, I've, 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 I've actually reached out to a few of the from newer cast and, and gotten befriended them as well. So, um, But I think jo- Johnny's probably the top one that I've kind of contact, uh, kept in contact with. Most. Who from the challenge do you like – do you dislike even today? Like, fuck, man, this guy, we are never going to be on the same page. You know, obviously it was personal, not just TV. Is there anybody like that? There's no one that I actually, like, hate. That's why, like, everyone's like, I wonder who your rival would be. And I don't necessarily know if I have a true rival. Um, I always played a pretty slick social game. And I, not that it was even fake. I just – I just – uh I never wanted to make myself a target because I was socially an asshole or socially addicted to someone. So I think that's why every time I did a challenge, I made it so far. Um, but there's there's no one that annoys me. I Do you guys continue to watch the challenge today or no? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, the last few seasons I didn't. And the reason is, is because people like you aren't on the show anymore. I don't identify with the new cast members. You know, obviously I know Johnny and Johnny's great, but... Uh, besides that, I don't identify. I don't. I don't. There's no one who I feel. I don't watch the newer TV shows. Are you the one? So the people. Yeah. I watch the challenge to keep up with it, but in terms of those other ones, but like, I don't necessarily know if there was a true. I mean, back in the day, did Beth annoy me? Beth, of course, she annoyed me, but she was the villain. I mean, she annoyed everyone, so it wasn't even just me. Um, did she make it uncomfortable sometimes? Sure, but I mean. That's one. She's one of the ones that I reached out to recently. She's like, "Yeah, I'm all in." I'm like, "Perfect. Every good show needs a good villain. You, you fit that role perfectly." So, um, but yeah, I'm. I, I don't necessarily even think I can name a rival. Um, to be honest with you, um, they all call me the Godfather, which is hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> "Does that mean I'm old?" I'm like, "That must mean I'm old." It'd be Godfather. So, but it's it's fun. You know, because we, we've seen a lot of people come and go off the challenge, obviously. So what do you think it is that Johnny Bananas does to consistently stay on that show? Is it winning? Is it him lighting fires and making good TV? Like, what is it that they keep having him back? 
I think one of the most valuable things that you can have in a reality show is the ability to have people either hate you 100% or love you 100%. Those middle ground great characters or cast members, they don't make it, make it back every time. But he's had a great knack of if he was a, if he was a wrestler, I'll just say is he perfect. If he was a wrestler. He was the heel for so long and everyone hated and booed Johnny, but he's been a heel so good and been the bad guy so well. He has now shifted that to being loved by most people. So I remember when he took that money from Sarah and kept that money and it was like the ultimate FU. He was like, dude, I'm getting butchered on social media. I am getting <laughs> so hammered. He's like, I'm afraid to open up my Twitter or my whatever. But he has a knack for just using that villain and bringing people back over to his side. And I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why they bring him back. He, he never is afraid to speak his mind. He does not care if you like him or if you love him. Uh, it doesn't matter. He treats everyone the same. And I just think now he's such a he's almost such a good storyteller throughout the season, too. Like if you need a good soundbite or a way to attach A, B and C, Johnny's always good at that. Um, and like, it's kind of like a running thing now, right? I mean, if Johnny's not on the challenge, what's wrong? What happened? You know, it's like, what, Yeah. you know, what's the problem? So he's just one of those lovable guys that you can hate or love, but you still follow him and are interested in him. I think with the reality shows, like, you know, that's why Omarosa cut so deep when she was on her shows. I mean, you either loved her Omarosa, but you knew she was, and she knew she'd make good TV. I think it's just in the person. Like, I don't think it's, I don't even think it's an act. I think it needs to be innate in the person. Like, absolutely. I don't think, I don't think Snooki plans out her roles. I think that's just who she is. And you either love her or you hate her. I think, like you said, Johnny, Omarosa, all these people, it's like, it's them. And that's what you get. (laughs) And that's what you get. Like, like you get that even, you know, whether they're being on camera or not, it's just, I've seen him out in public so many times and he's just who he is. And, you know, people will love it or, or hate it. And I think that's one of the, you know, you have to be loved or hated to be called back. And when you can do both and you do it consistently, you're going to get the call. And I think that's that's why they call him back so much. And he's such a staple of that franchise. Who was the most attractive girl you've seen who's on who's been on the show in person? I know it sounds really weird. I mean, it's a I'm a bro. So I got to. <laughs> no, here we go. So, I mean, Emily Schramm is Emily, built- man. Dude. She is built like a female fucking wrestler. Like, like she has got it going on. Um, even, even um, some of the like. Listen, I'm an older guy, but I can appreciate beauty. There's a girl that's on Kayla. Kayla is like a pinup girl. Like she is so pretty and so attractive. Um, there was little Natalie who crossed over from Big Brother. Natalie is great, but. Trishel back in her day. Trishel was pretty girl. Like whatever happened to Trishel? She married a dentist, and okay. they live in New Orleans. Um, I reached out to her for this that we'll be talking about later. She's all in. Um, you know, it's crazy. I actually there was a girl named uh, Liz Nolan from Big Brother to the twins. Um, I actually dated her for a while in L.A. They they lived on my street. Um, she was on one episode of the challenge and didn't make the cut and got sent home, but her sister, the twin stayed. So she's another <laughs> one that's just super pretty and beautiful. Um, there's a lot of them, man. I mean, that's one good thing about the challenge is you can be as pretty as can you can be, but 
when you strap on and have to fight and do these challenges, it'll expose you real quick if you're just a pretty face and not athletic, which is always fun to watch. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of them, man. Um, always have a sweet spot for my girl Kit, as always. Here, what's the worst injury you've seen on the show, on the challenge? Oh, well, you know, Sha- Siobhan busted a, a breast implant. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Siobhan had a big fall and broke her boob on the water. Um, I remember one of the challenges I did, Anissa got flung off this thing that we were doing, and she bit through her bottom lip. I mean, her whole bottom oh. lip was was bleeding. Oh. Um, I battled uh, the duel two. I broke a rib the first challenge. And let me tell you about, it might not look painful, but having a broken rib and even breathing is the worst pain ever. And I actually went through and did the final from that show. It was the worst pain for six weeks I have ever had. Um, But there's been some nasty ones. There's broken bones. I mean, nowadays the challenge is it's, you know, some call it the fifth sport because it's just so popular, but there's a chance to get really, really injured bad. Um, I mean, they do some gnarly stuff. Then back when I didn't, even now, it's just, yeah. The, the the worst and best is, you know, when people do those hype things and they hit, hit wrong and it just, I mean, it's serious. Like when, when you say they're risking their lives doing some of these things, I mean, you never know what can happen up there. I mean, you see me and my skydive, man. That could have went totally wrong. But So, but... How does that work, though, with insurance? Do you have to use your personal insurance? Do they have insurance if there's an injury like that? Do you get – do they provide – They have insurance for us. I always told my parents, look, you guys could have been re- very rich if that second <laughs> shoot didn't pull, um, <laughs> which they could have been. Uh, but we go through a massive um, checks and balances. Uh, we have now like safety on safety on safety um, nowadays. But there's still a chance for – you know. A lot of the times people get hurt when they're not even doing the challenges. It's when they're drunk. You know, one of the guys, this kid, Dustin, was drunk and kicked the glass and it shattered and he cut his foot all open. He got sent home. I'm like, why even risk that when you're here? It's like, dude. Um, Yeah, but when when people are drunk doing stupid stuff, I mean, there's stitches and cuts and bruises. All When you when you come back from a challenge, your whole body is covered in in bruises or cuts or or battle wounds. But it's just. I guess it's just part of the, the, you know, what you can expect when you sign up for something like that. So, you know, all these people being put together, obviously we've seen a lot of hookups on the show. Did you ever like walk in on someone just like having sex going at it? Oh, all the time. I what's mean, like the, what's, what's the like most sexual Abram thing and, you saw? Abram and Cara Maria when they were dating. I mean, it was like, I'd walk into them on all the time. Um, <laughs> And it was and like, you just act, do you act normal or you yeah, just back like, out and close hey, the door? Hey, you guys are having sex again. That's cool. Let me grab my backpack. I'm going to be out of here in two seconds. It's like, yeah, it, it became, it became like, you know, when you desensitize yourself to something and it doesn't even seem weird anymore. Um, when I shot that show, that didn't even seem weird, but I mean, you walked in on people and, you know, making out and back of the, uh, the house or down the alley or. We had a little area where you did laundry. So you say, oh, you're going to go down and do laundry, are you? We get it. But it's just, you know, it's um, it's summer camp, man. It's summer camp for grownups. And, you know, you, you give them your phones. So you have no type of contact during the week. So it's you basically only can focus on each other. No phones, no TVs, no radios, no newspapers, no magazines, no books. 
everything is just what are you doing right now and let's let's dive into it so it's crazy what's the most graphic thing you've seen while you're there i'm trying to think graphic um shit i'm trying to think of something graphic i mean it doesn't get much worse than a tooth going through a lip or oh, yeah. a breast I, implant I, exploding i chipped my two front teeth uh doing battle of the sexes too i had i was drinking a beer and robin hit me with their elbow accidentally and tripped my two front tooth and i had to go get like them bonded the next day. i felt like i thought like oh my god they're gonna send me home because i have my teeth chipped but i was like such an idiot back then but um i'll tell you a funny story that happened not funny but it was funny at the time was i actually hosted a challenge with eric niece called battle of the seasons we did it in cabo san lucas and we got hit by a, a category four hurricane and this is the one where a cast member named Blue bought her newborn baby on the challenge. So she had a baby in the cast room while oh everything God. was going on, which is insane. Um, so Timmy and I went out during the, the middle of the storm and there was an injured pelican. And we grabbed this pelican and brought it back into the cast house and we put it in the bathtub and we're running it under the shower. And the crazy thing is this, this pelican, who we nicknamed Petey at the time, PD lived for us with it for about a good three days, and we finally called the uh, you know the SBCA of Cabo San Lucas, and they came and picked him up. But having a pelican living in your you know your house and, and the shower <laughs> where there's one shower, uh, it's just those are the types of stories and, and fun things that have happened that I wish they showed more of. They used to do a yeah. show called The Shit They Should Have Shown. Um, which was always better than an episode because it was like the wild and zany, you know, party stories that they didn't show or just some of the fun stuff. And that's kind of like, I want to bring that fun, nostalgic feel back to the challenge. And that's why I've been doing what I've been doing. So hopefully that'll at least, you know, cause right now I feel like the, the, the public and the fans are yearning for something like that, um, with everything mm -hmm. that's been going on. They want fun, nostalgic TV, and by me reaching out, and you you don't mind if we jump into this now, do you? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I know that you've been, you know, you've been talking to a lot of the OGs of, you know, the challenge, the real world, road rules. You know, you kind of hinted to me the other day that you were working on this new project, and I, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to get you on the podcast in general. So, like, you know, you've mentioned Beth, you mentioned Trishel during our talk. So, what are you trying to do exactly? So I get so many times, probably weekly, you know, a tweet or a message, you know, I wish some of the OGs were back. I wish some of this, some of that, you know, the Trishels, the Beths, the John Brennans, you know, the Normans from the first season. So, you know, one of the main reasons why we can't go back myself and do a full season is we either have careers or we have families and doing an eight week schedule just it just is not feasible to us. So I put out the notion a week and a half ago about doing a two week all OG all old school challenge because two weeks, 14 days, it was the same production time. They used to shoot champs versus stars and they got at least 13 episodes out of that. So I started reaching out to some of the more popular cast members that I know have families, but still have a huge following and got their temperature. And then the us weekly reached out to me and I did the article with them and then it started going even more. But I mean, I've reached out to Eric Nice, who's all in um, Beth Cyrus, uh, Jamie Chung, who's now a huge actress. Jamie Chung is like, Hey, this sounds fun. If it works out, absolutely. Um, Cameron Hubanks, who just left um, Southern Charm uh, last season, so she's interested. Um, Arissa from Vegas, Trishel from Vegas, Landon, Coral, Ruthie, all those big names that you actually could just say one name and people know who they are. 
everyone knows Coral and everyone knows Ruthie and everyone knows Cyrus. But the reason why a lot of these people can't do it the full season is because of those issues of having a family or a career. So why not give the fans what they want? I'm putting this this format and this pitch on my back for the fans and I'm taking it out. And I spoke with BMP already. They're taking me up the MTV ladder. But to be honest with you, I'm not even sure if this is even an MTV show. Um, I could see this on multiple other platforms. And But are you wanting them to do exactly what like the challenge is, like competition? Or I want them – I pitch this as a surreal life type of shoot all under one roof but more oh, of like a – like living together. Yes, a surreal life type of feel. It's contained. It's not you know going to Venezuela. It's within the States. Um but then doing like almost a big brother feel in the back with competitions. You know, let's bring back some of that nostalgia from the challenges. Let's have Coral in a bikini melting ice with her ass trying to, you know, get a key out of an ice block. You know, let's have, you know, how many, how long can someone stand with their hand on a car knowing that the last person that takes their hand off a car is going to win that car? Like, I want to bring back all those nostalgic games that you don't need five cranes and five safety guys hanging you know it's yep. so it's cheaper it's absolutely cheaper it's all done it's confined space which means during this covid time of course if they could pull off a big brother we could pull off a two-week og all old school challenge um but i think the reason why it's picking up so much steam is like i said when you think of those names and that nostalgia of where they came from it makes everyone smile it's so fun and like i want to see if you know, if Beth still has a uh, bitterness to Tina from the show, I want to see if the rivalry is still there. I want to see if they've evolved. But, you know, and Beth's already said, look, if you need a villain, I'm coming in and I'll be your villain. So, you know, there's <laughs> going to be different types of personalities. And, you know, and it also gives you that feel of a where are they now feel. I want to have an aspect of what have you guys been doing for the past 20 years? I got to be honest with you. I constantly get into these I constantly look where are they now and Google random road rules, real old people and see where are they now, you know, and just I, I constantly do where what is the status currently of this show coming to life? So I, I reached out to BMP on Thursday and they're taking it up the MTV ladder. And I told them, look, I have such a relationship with you guys. Of course, I would want to show you and be respectful of who I take it to. But, you know, I also have other companies. You know, I have a guy that the production company works for does love is blind for Netflix. Um, another, uh, guy that has another God, Netflix show. would be such a good spot for this show. Right. Such a good Abs- spot. Cause you would binge watch the shit out of this. Exactly. And like you said, this isn't an expensive show to shoot, but the caveat is, is I want my cast members to get paid. Like I'm, they're not going to do it for a thousand dollars in a fucking, you know, T-Mobile sidekick phone. You know what I mean? Like I want them to get paid their value <laughs> and, and, even at that, you put 10 or 12 cast members. I've already had 35 plus cast members sign up for this and reach out to me. So if we did 10 or 12 a season, that's three seasons right there. You know, we can invite people back just like a regular challenge. And if we don't do it with MTV, that's fine, too. Like, I think this is this is well beyond what what, what like a one stop shop, like if it's MTV or bus. I think this is well beyond that. Um, the value that I have right now with the cast. Um, and then again. Just, just think surreal life meets Big Brother meets where are they now? Fun, nostalgic, play all the goofy openings that we used to do, you know, have all the old school songs that drive the series. That's why people loved, um, what was it on Netflix? Stranger Things, the 80s music, have all those throwback singles 
it just is going to be such a great, great opportunity for people to sit back. It's mindless. It's fun and not worry about what's going on. Here's my only issue with the show. Because everyone's late, because everyone is later in their life, everyone's married in or in relationships. Are we going to see sex anymore? I, I love the sex. Come on. There's a lot of people that aren't married, and there's a lot of people that are married that, listen, they're not happily married. Let's be honest. Um, will there still be a jacuzzi in the backyard? Absolutely. Uh, but the thing, the thing is, people are like, well, are you going to do this for charity? Are you gonna I'm like, no, we're doing this for a big chunk of hard crash, and there's going to be some stakes, and people aren't going to just phone in the challenges. They're going to want to win, and they're going to step it up each episode. Um, so I think it's perfect timing. I think America thinks it's perfect timing. It's just finding the perfect fit. I know you guys would watch it a thousand percent. Hell yeah, one hundred percent. So I just think it's the right time. And and I've thought of this before, but I haven't really like in terms of timing and when to do it, especially what's with what's going on and divisiveness of all the country and just what we're in with the COVID nineteen. Like this is such a confined thing that we could manage it well and still pull off such wild zany competitions in the backyard that that still have stakes attached to it i mean who would want to win a hundred thousand dollars for their family you know what i mean at 25 or at 50 you know what i'm saying so it, the, the stakes don't change it's just have the people matured you know is eric niece going to try to have us all wash our hair with our urine each episode i'm not sure but it's going to be wild to see and um you know i think it's a fun fun show and it's it's like i said it's mindless tv did you reach out to The Miz? I did. I reached out to The Miz and I said, hey, this is what's going on. He said, dude, I'm going to shoot you straight. He's like, I between Cannonball, Miz and Mrs., uh, wrestling, he's like, I can't commit to anything now. He's like, keep me posted. But he's just, I'd love to have him involved somehow. Right now, I don't think he's physically able to. Um, but I'm definitely going to keep him, keep him posted. Because guess what? Never say never, my friends. Yeah, you especially if there's a never. big chunk of money and exactly. two weeks of your life, you, you know, can do it. It's like going on no vacation. Can, no one can say that they have spooned the Miz in a uh, speedo like myself and melted <laughs> ice. It was one of the best episodes ever. Um, but yeah, but but thank you guys for reaching out and thank you guys for pushing this thing. I will, I will keep you posted every step of the way. We have a huge hashtag called hashtag We Want OGs on Twitter. Um, I think I, I'm going to do my best to, to get it rolling. Um, like you guys, you know, this, the wheels of production and TV churn very slowly. So everyone's like, is this going to be out soon? I'm like, no, it's not going to be out soon, but am I going to fight to get it out sometime? Absolutely. So and we'll see what people happens. want it. The networks will listen. Exactly. And you notice I've been secretly tagging Netflix in all of my Twitter posts and getting some huge, uh, response there. So I just think, like you guys said, the personalities are there. The format is there. Um, it's the two nostalgia weeks. is there. The nostalgia is there. And, and the audience is there. So why not make it happen? Awesome. I'm rooting for Love you, it, brother. dude. Thank yeah. you so much for coming and joining us. Enjoy the rest of your time. Stay Absolutely. healthy down in Florida. You guys, you guys as well. And I'll, I'll keep you posted every step of the way. Um, I had Perez Hilton reach out on on Instagram, he DM me. He's like, "Hey, this would be perfect for me to host." And I was like, 
listen, Perez, pump the brakes. Let, <laughs> let me let me roll with this a little bit. He's like, can you get Rachel, that crazy Republican, back on? I'm like, let me let me do my thing. I'll She's got 20 kids. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, but thank you guys so much. Um, I really appreciate it, and I'll definitely keep you posted. Dax, I got to be honest with you. I part when I'm up late at night, which is pretty much every night. I think I probably <laughs> I was do gonna this. say like I get texts from you at like. I don't know, midnight my time. And you're in New York, three hours ahead. So I'm like, what is this kid? When do you sleep? Dude, I actually, it's so funny. I, I was going to text you last night at like three. It was three in the morning my time. I was afraid to text you because I figured it would be too late. But I always look up like old MTV stars, real world stars, and see where they are now. You don't understand. I loved the real world. I loved road rules. I loved the early days of the challenge, not the later days of the challenge. So I enjoy what he's doing now, I believe in the project. I would love to see where are they now and to see the old school stunts. I don't need to see people getting hurt. Like he said, I want to see people rub their bodies against ice. Like, just when it was fun. Get everyone back in their bathing suits. Do mud wrestling. Those are my favorite episodes. I There's, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mark was the first reality show person that... He was just like a very likable guy. He was always happy. He was fun, and it's uh, it's crazy because he's he's. This is more than twenty years ago, and he's still yeah. like someone like I'm like Mark Long. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. There's so many people that like in my childhood, like like Mark, Johnny Banana, all these people that were like superstars to me growing up, and I'm like. Now we've had them on the podcast. I've got their phone numbers. Like it's so weird, just how how your life evolves over time. I never thought we'd be talking to these guys, let alone having them on our podcast. How did you meet Mark? How did because you guys are friends off podcast? How did you yeah. guys get to how know each other? We meet. I we met through TMZ. I think I had reached out to him a, a long time ago for something, and then we just kind of hit it off. Same with like Johnny Bananas, and I don't know. It just these relationships evolve over time to a point where you don't even remember when they started. You know, like I've been friends with Mark for a very long time. It's funny. I've been to some pretty cool parties. I've been to some pretty cool events. One of the coolest events or parties I've been to was a liquor, some liquor brand um, was doing a party and it was all like MTV Rare World people and Road Rules people. And it was like a reunion for all these people who've been on these shows. And I was so geeking out. I was like, oh my God, they're CT. Like, I was like so like, <laughs> it was, I was such a fangirl at this party. Like, and I, <laughs> I've been to some pretty cool things. But it was like, I was so like amazed to be at this bar. And there was just like all the Rare World people walking around. And it's so ridiculous. But again, it's something, it, it, it came at a point in my life, or at a really low part of my life. No, it came. <laughs> it came at a part of my life where it was just like, man, when MTV was, that's all you watched. It was great. It yeah. was great. It was huge, crazy. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm curious to see where his show goes. I think it could potentially be a big success for, you know, like a Netflix or something. But again, we don't run the network, so we'll just have to sit back and see what happens. So anyway, uh, leave a comment, leave a comment, leave, leave us review. reviews, leave us stars. Remember, we're always doing the competition once a week where we give out a, a celebrity autograph that we pull from a hat. Um, we read one review on the, the podcast and that person walks away with an autograph. And normally it's a pretty expensive autograph that's certified. Um, thanks to our friends over at Autograph City and Primetime Signature. And uh, yeah, follow Adam on 
what are what are you on? Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram Facebook, TikTok, classmates.com, grinder, uh, you you name it. I'm on it all. You know, actually my grinder got deactivated. I sent something inappropriate. But everything else I'm good. Uh, find me on that. You can find Dax Holt at Dax Holt. Fuck, everyone's gonna think I'm really on Grinder. Um, <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys later. A part of the media production.